Nothing like recording a podcast at 9.50 at night and still hearing traffic outside riding loudly. What can one say? So I've been trying to work out how I'm going to frame this podcast, and I thought it's really quite important to put it out. And this morning in particular, I was reviewing Dr. Fauci's response on two specific issues. There is this notion currently through COVID-19 of herd immunity and also the idea of a vaccine. And the premise of herd immunity, I think, is both things are actually significantly flawed because COVID-19 is a new thing. So early on, probably within the first two months of the US's response, Dr. Fauci, who nominally is the head of something associated with this thing, head of response, perhaps, medical advisor, who knows? Anyway, he said, well, as you know, he was being interviewed by another doctor. He said, as you know, once people get COVID-19, they'll have some immunity so they won't get it again. Well, I thought, well, that's very flawed thinking. You've got a super virus here that's mutating and doing a wide variety of things which are completely and utterly unpredicted if you look through standard virus evolution. We're just going to put that thing aside. But let's just say this virus goes above and beyond what has been seen previously. And what's fascinating is if it is mutating in a way where, well, at the time that he was even saying it, there were at least 10 different documented, let's use the term strain, it's probably the wrong term, 10 different documented versions of coronavirus that had different symptoms at that time. And now, three odd months on from there, where are we currently? How many versions of the coronavirus are there, actually? Well, what is interesting is that Fauci's now revising what he said. Premise of herd immunity is being used for a lot of really wrong thought principles, particularly I look at the UK and the response in the UK currently. The UK's always had this fantasy associated with herd immunity. And the reopening of the UK in large part is brought about by this notion that there will be herd immunity associated with this virus. Now that takes probably about two or three months to really solidly disprove, if that's your hypothesis. And if you look through this period, what does that mean? Well, that probably means tens, if not hundreds of thousands of deaths through this process. So the test associated with herd immunity, if the folks in the UK had been paying attention to the data, which they obviously haven't internationally, see the UK and mask wearing as well. So you have this phenomenon where public judgment, and look, the US state by state is as bad and in many cases worse than what is occurring in the UK. But let's just remove this notion of herd immunity. Let's remove the notion that there is some stable point where people get infected with this virus and then stop being reinfected. And they've already seen this in military ships in the US and a variety of other things early on that herd immunity just wasn't the case, that people were just getting reinfected until, in many cases, they found a version of this virus that did them meaningful harm. And that was actually what was being tracked. So you have this craziness now where part of the concept of public policy, and Fauci, in large part, I think, was to blame with this initially, because he was very positive associated with herd immunity. And that just doesn't seem to be something going forward. The nature of this thing appears to indicate that not only do people get repeatedly reinfected, it's in the reinfection there is a degree of evolution through this, and potentially the virus is actually finding ways of, you know, propagating over, you know, many, obviously many bodies, want a better term. But there's a lot of really fascinating biology going on here that is rarely talked about because the outcome of this thing is people being on lockdown, being the new normal. Now, almost every country has tried to avoid 
that being explicitly discussed. But increasingly, the virus seems to define itself through that perspective. And you have all these arguments to say, well, you know, the flu kills a certain number of people. We haven't even had a full year of this thing yet. So we don't know the full fatality rate. Plus, there's a whole lot of numbers being squashed through this thing. So if there's no such thing as herd immunity, what does a vaccine look like? Well, a vaccine, if you look at just the flu, is very much a regional vaccine anyway. And if you've ever had the experience, and I've had the experience periodically, particularly when I lived in the San Francisco Bay Area through 2000, and even prior to that, 98, I took a flu back to Australia that no one had any immunity for, and my you know, general, the people I came in contact with, and everyone got this flu. So my view is that the COVID-19 vaccine is going to look like what? It's going to look like, well, probably a top 10 of COVID, let's call them strains, it's probably the wrong term, but COVID variants in particular regions, which are never going to be accurate. You're going to have to be taking a vaccine, you know, maybe six times a year, basically. So you have to take a vaccine six times a year in order to deal with this virus. Why aren't people talking about this in terms of, like, actual public policy? I mean, I think the whole rah, 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 let's get the economy restarted because basically nation states are fundamentally bankrupt. I mean, you know, we've seen that. But what we're not seeing is addressing what has actually come through. And now, watching Fauci over time, his more recent stuff is is even more apocalyptic than something I could have dreamt up at the start of this thing. But no one seems to be listening to him. (laughs) They're too happy to go back to restaurants, you know. So what happens through this thing? Well, what you'll see is repeated infection, repeated reinfection. What you'll see is overwhelmed hospitals, which we're already starting to see. This notion that this thing is over anywhere. A family in Australia, right? They're all very happy. Australia's response was wonderful. Well, let's just wait and see. No, no, no. So the new normal is looking considerably bleaker and more post-apocalyptic than I ever could have possibly imagined. The thing that really scares me through this is that there's not enough, there's no intellectual discourse about this thing. Amongst some scientists, some statisticians, some immunologists, there is some discussion, but none of it can reach up to public discourse in a way where no one's played this thing through, right? No one's thinking about this, like, what happens in six months? What happens in a year? What happens in two years? And when Fauci even starts to prescribe in that light, no one seems to listen to him. So you have a strange circumstance where people think reopening is a thing. Isn't it wonderful that we can now go to restaurants? For a start, I think 60% of the population is not going to start entertaining this thing. It might even be higher. Maybe 70 or 80% of the population. But a good majority of the population, particularly when you see other factors come into it, are just not interested in re-engaging in this experiment. Where it becomes very difficult is socioeconomic factors. And that is where it's very strange for me. I'm very thankful that I still have a job. I'm very thankful through this period. It may not be there, right? And then what happens? Well, we have a house in Las Vegas that basically our tenants stopped paying rent on months ago. And we've continued to pay the mortgage and do everything. And the tenant has lived rent-free. I don't think we'd be in that luckier position. I think we would be out under armed police pretty quickly if, you know, mortgages stopped being paid or some reality. The whole nature of the, you know, let's keep certain structures of the economy in place. I don't know how this thing plays out, but there's very little discussion associated with science and what is the end state? What are we working towards here? 
What does vaccine actually look like practically, even though it's not there for two, three, four years? What is actually going on with regards to the virus? They're now talking about droplets. You know, droplets have never been properly considered. The whole nature of this virus has never been properly considered. They said, oh, it might be like this, oh, it might be like that. The nature of the testing is very curious. Australia, for example, has 14-day quarantine required and then testing. So you sit for 14 days, you get tested. Your hope is that the test actually works. Well, there's a percentage of that that fails, right? So it's only a matter of time before this thing comes in spurts and starts, and that's what Australia's seeing now. And I really, I just really shudder at what's going on in the UK. I've got far too many friends and family in the UK to be worrying about this. But thankfully, a good number of the folks that I talk to, specifically folks through Model Rail Radio, aren't buying any of this stuff <laughs> They're maintaining lockdown while they still can. So what a strange world it is. What a strange world it is when those of us that have read science fiction and play simulation, I have had a few really interesting experiences through this, few that I can share in a public commentary, but certain things where I've made various bets on there being an apocalypse and these bets have actually come, well, I mean, not through vast financial success, but certainly a few purchases that looked like they were stupid purchases two, three years ago, no longer stupid purchases through this. So if I can reflect in humor and anything, this is one of these ideas, but really the US election, even prior to all this nonsense, was a traumatic thing for me. This new thing, and you know, people say, well, why don't you start, this comes next as a discussion. No, I think for my own psychology, just recording monthly long fucks and all the other little bits and pieces I do, this is what this thing's going to have to be for the foreseeable future. But pay attention to Dr. Fauci. I've not necessarily gained respect for him, but I've I always enjoy when people come around to my thinking. <laughs> and that is what has happened with him. So a uh, post-apocalyptic uh, doomsayer, as Fauci has become, I welcome him with open arms.